Passion Pod 69. Hello. How are you? Thank you so much for having us in your ears. We are very honoured. Um, I hope you're really good. We have a very inspiring one this week. It's a really cool job. So Georgina Fuggle, firstly, one of the best names ever invented. Wish I was called Fuggle. Uh, she is a food writer. She is also like a million other things. She blogs. She was a stylist. She was working in food publishing. She's just designed a jewellery collection that's inspired by food that also raises money for Action Against Hunger, the charity that uh, feed malnourished children. I mean, the woman is just slightly extraordinary. Uh, so, And it's just stuff full of real big fat encouragement. If you're thinking of doing your own thing, uh, this is definitely worth a listen. Uh, just a little heads up. This is Passion Pods' first ever Skype interview. I know, so high tech. Uh, and we're not going to be doing them every week, I promise, because um, selfishly, I love meeting the people in person. Uh, but it's really going to be super handy to have uh, the ability to do these on Skype now if I can't get hold of people or if we can't make things work um, diary-wise. Uh, you know what everyone's like everyone's so darn busy uh so yeah so there'll be a few of them dotted in and around the place uh but just a heads up that's why it might sound slightly different uh right georgina you're listening to passion pod 69 with georgina fuggle okay georgina let's go so in a nutshell if you were like sitting next to me at a dinner party um how would you describe what you do so I would, I, I struggle with this question. I'm always really jealous of my husband, who's just a doctor, and, and that feels quite simple. I would describe myself, I would say I'm a food writer. Amazing. And then I, and then I, but I also do food photography, and I also do blogging, and I also do a little bit of styling. But um, in a nutshell, we would say food writer. That's great, because if I'm sat next to you at a dinner party, that's brilliant, because it means we've got plenty to talk about. People always get nervous and say, well, what do you think of the food? And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm always so grateful that someone else is cooking. I don't want anything. Eating anything. Nice, have a break. Yes. Um, how on earth do you get into that suite? Tell me, take me um, back a bit. I started at university doing art, and then I quickly realised that it was food that I wanted to be involved with. So I had some a cracking piece of advice from a sister who said, um, don't complete the course. So I left early and went to what I now describe as the Posh Girls Cookery School, which is Prolice. Um, <laughs> that must have been quite a decision, though. Wow, it's quite a decision it, to it make felt, that change. I felt, I felt nerve-wracking at the time. Anyway, so I arrived there and I did the year course and left. And I wasn't, it was when food styling and food publishing, or I felt I didn't know much about it. And I left and I went into catering. And it was only when I was sort of the 15th sat in a row when all of my friends felt like they were at parties or, or socialising and I was cooking the food for them, essentially. And I wanted to do work in food, but maybe not in catering. And I remember reading a magazine and seeing an advert for Green and Black's chocolate. And I wrote them a letter and said, could I come and work for you? Because for me, it felt like I was working within food, but I was um, having a nine to five job, which uh, was the dream in my eyes. So tell and me, what was the advert for? Was it for a specific role? It was for the technical team at Green and Black's. Okay. So I arrived and, they'd, and there was, uh, I think, 14 people in a little attic in Waterloo. Wow, amazing. Tiny. And it was pre Cadbury's. They describe Cadbury's as the Purple Army, and it was it was pre them, so it was um, it kind of all hands muck in, and it was a start of working within food, but not necessarily in the restaurant world. And I, I worked there for a few years before it became a bit bigger, and then I, I left and 
Um, I'd oh, I'd never quite. I have one of my very best friends called Alice Hart. She'd gone into food styling, and she kept saying, "You know, this is really cool, and come on board, and let me help you." And so she got me my first few gigs as an assistant food stylist, and then I spent a few years being paid really badly, but working really hard as a food stylist. So I'd be doing shoots and getting up at ungodly hours and um, buying ingredients and spraying them with little bits of water and painting them with little <laughs> bits of oil. Um, but that became my my job for a couple of years um, before I started in food publishing. So then I started working for magazines right at the bottom. Um, fast forward a few years. This is all making me sound really old. No, it's um, not. It's great. It's experience, darling. That's what we put it down to experience. <laughs> so fast forward a couple of years. And I was working for a London publishing agency called Seven Publishing, who were responsible for all of the Sainsbury's kind of bump. So the magazines and the recipe cards. And um, and so I suppose that was my first route into the world of food publishing and how I got there. And then my next move was I felt like I, my husband actually wanted to have a break, take a slight career break. So we, we left the country for a while and I felt very nervous doing that. But crucially, I left with a book deal. So I emailed how many editors you can possibly email. And um, one kind person had agreed to meet me for coffee and gave me my first shot at writing a book. And so I I went off and and wrote this book. God, Um, incredible timing that, though, for you guys. Yeah, that was good timing. So I I left my desk job. By that stage, I was running the food team. And I left that job with the book deal under my belt, which was really nice. God, so nice. The thing that strikes me, Sweet, um, like listening to that, is how you made it work financially in those early years. Because especially if you started with the food styling, worked your way up with that, and then had to start again in the publishing. Yeah. How did you you make that work financially? And I, I wouldn't say you earn very much money doing this um, particular career. When I was in the the publishing, so I was I was uh, what would I describe? I can't remember my job title was. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, I think I was just food assistant or something like that. And I would work by day nine to five, and then in the evening I'd go and work free in a restaurant to kind of gather more food knowledge and cooking know how. And I remember, I do, it was really tight. Like you're earning, I think it was 80 pounds a day as a food assistant. So yeah, but it was fine. That's what you do when you're when you're just starting out. And then you'd have some work some days and then other weeks you wouldn't have any work. Um, but that was just the deal. So yeah, you, I, there was, I felt like it was was a little tight at the beginning. But the experience I'm, I'm getting all, is... It all knitted together. It was good experience. Yeah, and really important, I imagine, because it's then what's leading you on to your next steps with the way that right. you've described it. It's enabled you then to move into the different bits and you know I guess that's the foundation of it absolutely yeah um my darling so tell me let's talk a bit about like your book so we you went away and you wrote this book you've now is it two books that I saw you've done so I've got two books under my name and I've got I've sort of become quite proficient at ghostwriting so day to day that's probably what I do I, I blog and recipe write and take photographs and so I think that's sort of what the next few years are looking like I'm going to be doing. Yeah, so two books. So one is on uh, sort of one-pot cooking, which is kind of stews, risottos, salads, that sort of thing. It was shot by an amazing photographer um, and did about three years ago. And my latest one is a vegetarian. We call it Take One Veg. And it feels quite light, quite fresh, quite healthy recipes. It was a total joy to do it. I shot it with one of my best and oldest friends. 
And yeah, this is a lovely collection of vegetarian recipes. God, you can just tell in your voice, Georgina, when you speak about it, your passion for it. It's so amazing to hear. It really is. Like the way that your tone when you talk about your books and the way that on the recipes and stuff, it's so infectious. It really is. Um, And it's so great as well. You're talking a lot about working with friends and stuff. I guess by the nature of what you've done, you've built up the network of people that you can collaborate on projects. Yeah, a bit. I do. I feel like this industry is quite small. Like I've got some of my best friends that we've worked with for the last 10 years and it's been amazing to see them over the years as well one of them has just opened a restaurant in London and had super good reviews for it and so it's it's yeah it's nice I think the food industry is quite small as well as of course it's got um so many strands to it but the particular one I'm part of feels quite little um and, and my friend Alice Hart who I we trained with together we've opened pop-up restaurants together and that's been a relationship that's totally valued and has been a lovely to work alongside and cry with someone and laugh with someone <laughs> yeah. and, and have your wing woman uh, yeah total wing woman so that's been fun to do that yeah totally I mean it's all about relationships I think something a career like this because you're relying on people trusting you and helping you and um, employing you um yeah so definitely Dal, tell me what's the biggest challenge that you face doing this and what things have been have you found most tricky because definitely one thing that strikes me is the juggling how have you managed that yeah well it's funny I think often I thought the grass is greener as it were and I and I think oh wouldn't it be lovely to have a nine-to-five and an office space and I'd catch the train in and and then quite quickly I think this is a it's a real privilege to do a job which changes day in day out and I don't know exactly what what the next day or week holds so I juggle I have a lot of scrappy pieces of paper with notes saying to do <laughs> to do this week and very rarely they're all they're all crossed off um and I, I think I've learned to do things day by day one of my favorite phrases in the world is if something's worth doing it's worth doing badly and I, I'm not <laughs> sure that's that's the strongest platform to build a career on but I do feel like sometimes things just have got to be done and I I remember with the blog I was so nervous about the first post and do you and don't you and will and will anyone aware and you know there's something to be said I think for just actually being a bit bold and posting your post or your first Instagram or whatever it might be and and so I've definitely carried that attitude with me a little bit that is um just do it (laughs) yeah it's like thanks Nike (laughs) you got there before us um Dal what about projects that you're working on now so you you were saying earlier that you were think you're sort of focusing a bit more on maybe some ghost writing and that kind of side of things so I'm writing my next book um oh awesome uh, I've got a quite a quick deadline on that so it's uh, a lot of late nights and writing and going to various restaurants and markets and sourcing and uh, I don't know a whole lot of inspiration needs to be gathered to pull off a book like that so um that's that's going to take over the next 6 months um, my blog takes up quite a lot of time, so I, I try to post once or twice a week. It's actually sort of defining my style slightly, so I'm really enjoying doing that and spending time. I feel like it's my own diary, as it were, although um, a public diary, but uh, a diary. Um, and I've just launched a, a little jewellery company, which uh, feels a bit desperate, but not entirely because it's quite food related. So one thing I did slightly feel about all of the work that I'm doing is it's quite inward focused. And I wanted to work towards or be part of something that felt like it was in some small way giving outwards. So helping helping people in some way. 
and um, uh, a really great friend of mine who's a jewelry designer and I, we, we sat and we drank coffee together and um, I live in Brighton and there felt like there was a lot of people here that um, just a stone's throw away from my home don't have enough food to eat. A lot of children that are eating bad food or not even having food arriving at school without breakfast. Um, and there was something uh, about that situation that touched us a bit, I think. And we we collaborated together. So we designed a collection of jewellery based on food. And we've working with a, an amazing charity called Action Against Hunger. And they're focus is working with malnourished children so the idea is that each piece that we have created a proportion of it will be given to to fund um food for the malnourished children god it's um, amazing so, yeah so it's so it's cool so i mean this is like we've launched two weeks ago it's been two years in the making and it's been very very gentle and slow so so that's so that's in the mix it's funny you say about wanting to do something that's nourishing obviously that's very you know obviously more towards that kind of thing but the very nature of working with food and being able to inspire people and yeah. you know with your creativity and stuff it's funny how yeah that want for something that's more outward I guess it's in more of an obvious way because you know I'd argue that what you've been doing this far I mean even just talking to you about all this food's making me absolutely starving and it's nowhere near my lunchtime yet um yeah. what I can't comprehend as not a mother myself you're doing all this with two kids <laughs> like are you actually superwoman underneath there you are wearing a cloak I swear <laughs> How, I mean, just it comes back to that time thing. I, you know, do you run a sort of um, specific schedule per week, or is it literally day by day? Like, <laughs> no, I, I literally no, need your answers. <laughs> no, it's day by day. I think um, you know, one Sunday, I think I've got loads to do today, and I put one of the boys in nursery, and then about three minutes later, the nursery phone me up and say that he's got I don't know temperature or something, um, and I feel like, oh. And so I have to pick, pick Wills up or Jasper up and, um, you know, and then bang goes your working day. And I, I mean, that's the nature of juggling being a mum and having a career as such. Um, I feel like I use my time. I have to use my time quite effectively. Um, and I work in the evening. So I put them to sleep um, or they get to go to bed and I'll come downstairs and get myself through that 30 minute period when all I want to do is is get back into bed. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll start cooking or I'll test some recipes or I'll read some books or I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do some work. Um, so it's a lot, a lot in the evenings. Um, sometimes during the day, although my little baby's quite little, so he's mostly around. Um, yeah, so so it's a juggle, but I think I use my time effectively. And um, I feel like during this period when I've got tiny children and um, I've totally caught the bugs, I want to have lots of children. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure there'll be more around. Um, I think I'm just going to try my best to keep going. And I love what I do. So it's a real honour for me to be able to do it. So I, I will just try my best to keep going during these years. And then hopefully when they are a bit older and they start going to school a bit more, that I'll be able to um, pick up the pace a little bit or I don't know. Well, but, it yeah, sounds so. like the pace isn't, you know, really holding you back even now. So I think you're all right, love. Yeah. <laughs> Darling, what advice do you have or what advice do you wish you'd been given when you were starting out with all of these bits and pieces? Um, I think if you, so if, if you are thinking I'd love to get involved in the food publishing world, I'd like to write, I'd love to blog and I'd love to, your dream is to bring out a 
cookbook, a cookbook. Um, I'd say it's really, it's doable and be brave and be bold and um, don't think about it too much, but send in proposals. And if you want to carve a career in food, then be punchy, contact people. And um, it's such a lovely career to be part of. And And I wish in a way I had done it earlier and I'd been bolder and I'd been braver along the way. Have more confidence. Have more confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that, isn't it? Done. <laughs> You've been listening to Passion Pod 69 with Georgina Fogle. If only it was that simple, eh? But it kind of is a bit. I love this podcast. It was so fun to record because it just reminded me that we just spend far too much time worrying. I definitely do. Uh, let's just try stuff. We need to fail to learn, right? Remind me of that, though, please. Uh, Thank you so much to Georgina. Um, Don't forget all of her Passion Pod nuggets. We'll be tweeting about those during the week this week. Find us on Twitter at Passion Pods. We're also on Facebook, Passion Pods. Our website, passionpods.co.uk. We're not tricky to find. So if you want to hunt us down, sign up to our newsletter, all that jazz, then seek us out. Please do. We love hearing from you. Um, And any feedback as ever, if you fancy giving us an iTunes review, mega, mega appreciate that. Or drop us an email uh, with any thoughts and stuff. We'd be super, super grateful to hear from you. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget that you can subscribe to us on iTunes next week. I have to admit, we're on the food vibe again. I know. Must be something in the air slash I'm feeling hungry. Um, Chocolate as well. (laughs) Uh, So we're chatting to the founders of a new chocolate brand. So I'm super excited about that, as you can imagine. So we'll bring you all of that next week. In the meantime, have a goodie.